Our text on this lesson is Isaiah chapter 33, verses 5 and 6. The Lord is exalted, for he dwelleth on high. He hath filled Zion with judgment and righteousness, and wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times and strength of salvation. The fear of the Lord is his treasure. At the time that Isaiah wrote this book, it was about 700 years B.C. The kingdom of Judah was in great turmoil. Assyria was coming out of the north, conquering the kingdoms in their path. The northern kingdom of Israel was taken into captivity. Assyria drew closer to Jerusalem. The people didn't know where to turn. Some of them thought, well, we should just surrender to the Assyrians. Just just give in and maybe it'll work out. Others wanted to go and seek an alliance with Egypt for their salvation. They'd been in bondage in Egypt, but now they're considering making an ally of them in order to get help against another and more powerful enemy. God sent Isaiah to warn the people to not do either one, and neither surrender nor seek alliances. The means of their salvation was to trust in the Lord and not men. A lesson that's hard for humans to learn and throughout uh, the pages of Scripture we see it evident that uh, they don't always listen and today people still don't always listen. But God is, was the means of their salvation. God would be their Savior when all was lost. In Isaiah 33 verses 5 and 6 they were exhorted to put their trust in the Lord. If we look at how uh, some of that passage was translated in various uh, translations, the New King James Version talks about the stability of your times. The New American Standard Bible says he shall be the stability of your times. Almost the same thing. The NIV says he shall be the sure foundation of your times. Isn't that what makes a building stable is a sure foundation? And Jesus taught the importance of a firm foundation when he told the story of the, the wise and the foolish men. Uh, the wise and the foolish man. The wise man built his house upon the rock and the foolish man built his house on sand. Well, God will be the firm foundation, the sure foundation of our times if we build upon God and his ways. Isaiah lived and preached about 740 B.C., this was about 2,700 years ago, almost 3,000 years ago. His message still applies to us today. In troubled times, the Lord provides the stability of your times. To illustrate how this is true even today, let's begin by noticing the unstable condition of our times and the effect such instability can have on people. We face many disturbing things in life. Many are common in every age. Job said in Job 14.1, Man that is born of woman is a few days and full of trouble. We face many disturbing things. You look about you, we face sickness, we face death, we face natural disasters. Some things may be peculiar to our day and age. We have something going on right now called a, a worldwide pandemic something that's affecting every nation under heaven, a sickness that no one knows for sure how to deal with. 
a sickness that if it's left to do its own thing, it may bring a lot of harm. If people work together and doctors work together, it may ease the pain and, and bring it to an end sooner. We live under threat of nuclear holocaust, environmental pollution, inflation, recession, unemployment, AIDS, cancer, heart disease, road rage, drive-by shootings, and I'm sure there are many more that you could put into a list of things that are peculiar to our age. There's a, a dramatic effect that such things can have. For some people, it promotes anxiety and fear. We're living in a time when people are under a lot of fear because, and they're anxious because, as I said, the virus that's out there can be harmful and can be deadly. Don't know where it's going to come next. As Christians, we should be praying. We should be trusting and obeying. And those that are not Christians ought to be trusting enough to obey God. Because even if we lose this life here, eternity is a long time after this life ends. Some people have anxiety and fear. Others re react with depression. Our age has been called the age of anxiety. It's also been called the age of neurosis. Every Christian can be affected. Sometimes Christians begin to murmur or complain, much like the people of God did in the Old Testament when He brought them out of Egypt and they got into the wilderness and every time they got a little sand in their shoe, they would murmur, they would complain about it. Sometimes we simply exist in a state of joylessness, wandering around, not happy, not content. The little boy asks his grandpa, was the mule a Christian? And he says, no, why did you ask? He said, because he never smiles. Sometimes we walk around looking like we can't smile. There's no, no joy as the uh, uh, SWAT team uh, sharpshooters say to one another. Yet some people are not disturbed by such things. Even though they experience the same thing which devastates others, the same financial crisis, the same diseases, the same uncertainties, somehow they still find cause for great joy and stability in their lives. Why different reactions from different people? Is there some source of strength that some have found that others have not? I believe there is. It's the Lord who provides stability for troubled times. From our text, Isaiah chapter 33 and verse 6, we learn how the Lord provides stability. The stability that is provided by the Lord is unique and special. It comes through wisdom and knowledge. New King James Version, the wisdom and knowledge will be the stability of your times. Such wisdom and knowledge can help us face life by guiding and protecting one from the pitfalls of life. Proverbs chapter 2, verses 6 through 22 the wise man said, For the Lord giveth wisdom, out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. He keepeth the paths of judgment and preserveth the ways of his saints. 
Then shalt thou understand righteousness and judgment and equality and equity, yea, and every good path. When wisdom entereth into thine heart and knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul, discretion shall preserve thee, understanding shall keep thee, to deliver thee from the way of the evil man, from the man that speaketh froward things, who leave the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice to do evil and delight in the frowardness of the wicked, whose ways are crooked and they uh, are froward in their paths, to deliver thee from the strange woman, even from the stranger which flattereth with her words, which forsaketh the guide of her youth and forgetteth the covenant of her God. For her house inclineth unto death and her paths unto the dead. None that go unto her return again, neither take they hold of the paths of life, that thou might, mayest walk in the way of good men and keep the paths of the righteous. For the upright shall dwell in the land and the perfect shall remain in it. But the wicked shall be cut off from the earth and the transgressors shall be rooted out of it. Wisdom and knowledge provide comfort and confidence in times of turmoil. In Proverbs chapter 3, verses 21 to 26, the wise man also said, My son, let not them depart from thine eyes. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. So shall they uh, be life unto thy soul and grace to thy neck. Then shalt thou walk in thy way safely, and thy foot shall not stumble. When thou liest down, thou shalt not be afraid. Yea, when thou lie down, and, and they sleep, and thy sleep shall be sweet. Be not afraid of sudden fear, neither of the de- desolation of the wicked when it cometh. For the Lord will be thy confidence, and shall keep thy foot from being taken. God is willing to provide such wisdom to those willing to look. If we're willing to look to Him, we'll find the wisdom that we need. In James chapter 1, verses 5-8, through 8, James says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Our stability comes through salvation. Wisdom and knowledge are the strength of salvation. The salvation of the Lord can help us face death. If we know the Lord will save us in eternity, we can, be, we can better face the adversities of life and the circumstances that come our way. Consider the example of the Apostle Paul. He had a strong hope. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 1 and verses 5 through 8. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Now he that hath wrought us for the selfsame thing is God, who also hath given unto us the earnest of the Spirit. Therefore we are always confident, knowing that whilst we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. No matter what happened, the Apostle Paul had his hope set on heaven. His eyes were on the cross. His, his obedience was with Jesus. 
His attitude uh, as a result of that hope, in 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18, he says, For which cause we faint not, though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. The Apostle Paul also wrote Romans chapter 8, verses one through, uh, 31 through 39. What shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, for thy sake, we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Yes, the wisdom, knowledge, and salvation found only in the Lord provides the stability we need for our lives and for our times. Wisdom and knowledge providing stability in facing life. Salvation providing stability to face death. Together they provide a great wealth, a rich store. Well, what's the key to this treasure of wisdom, knowledge, and salvation from the Lord, which is the stability of your times? In our text, in Isaiah chapter 33 and verse 6, uh, we find the key The key to this is stability. It is the fear of the Lord. Note in the New International Version, he says, the fear of the Lord is the key to this treasure. As noted elsewhere, the fear of the Lord is essential to, ha- essential to having wisdom and knowledge. It is the beginning of knowledge. Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction by life experience we can see that in life people that have uh, no regard for God and no respect for things spiritual they lack in wisdom uh, they they lack in understanding the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge it's the beginning of wisdom Proverbs chapter 9 and verse 10 the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the holy is understanding The fear of the Lord will bring us to receive salvation. It's necessary to be in order for God to accept us. In Acts chapter 10, when Peter was preaching to the household of Cornelius, verses 34 and 35, Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons, but in every nation he that feareth him and worketh righteousness 
is accepted with him. The message of salvation is given to those who have it. Acts chapter 13 and verse 26. Men and brethren, children of the stock of Abraham, and whosoever among you feareth God, to you is the word of this salvation sent. If you have a respect for God, he sends you his word. Your ears are open, your heart is open to the message that comes to you. It's necessary for spiritual growth. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 12, Paul said, Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Why the fear of the Lord is necessary? By the fear of the Lord, one departs from evil. Proverbs 16, 6 the scripture says, By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. And by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. Men that don't depart from evil have, have no fear of God. They have no respect for God. They don't believe God. They don't think He will do what He says He will do. A reverence for God and His righteous judgment is an effective motivation. By departing from evil, we turn to God. Proverbs 14.26 says, In the fear of the Lord is strong confidence, and His children shall have a place of refuge. When we turn to God, the fear of the Lord becomes a source of great blessing, such as wisdom, knowledge, salvation, confidence, refuge. Indeed, Proverbs 14.27 says, The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to depart from the snares of death. So what will we then conclude regarding these things? The essence of the study is this. Those who lack stability in troubled times do so because they lack the wisdom, the knowledge, and the salvation of the Lord. There's a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof is the ways of death. They lack these things because they do not have the fear of the Lord. The writer of the book of Ecclesiastes said uh, the whole duty of man is to fear God and keep His commandments. God is our Creator. By, by divine right, by right of creation, it's our responsibility to trust and obey Him, to love and respect Him. A proper fear of the Lord would prompt the evil to turn from evil and to turn to God, where they would find His knowledge, His wisdom, and His sal salvation which in turn would provide them the stability of their times. With such stability, we can rightly say, along with the writer to the Hebrews, so that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. You see, there is a calmness, there's a rest, if you will, a peace that comes when we serve God, because God is in control. The song that uh, used to be very common years ago, he's got the whole world in his hands. See, God is not my co-pilot. God is my pilot. That should be what the believer, that, is, that should be what the Christian uh, has in their heart, the fact that God will pilot us through the difficult waters. So this morning, 
won't you let the Lord provide you with the stability that you need for these troubled times? We sing the song, Jesus is coming soon. It says, troublesome times are here, filling men's hearts with fear. Freedom we all hold dear now is at stake. Humbling your hearts to God saves from the chastening rod. Seek the way pilgrims trod. Christians awake. Jesus is coming soon. Morning or night or noon. Many will meet their doom. Trumpets will sound. All of the dead shall rise. Righteous meet in the skies. Going where no one dies. Heavenward bound. Troubles, troubles will soon be o'er. Happy forevermore. When we meet on that shore. Free from all care. Rising up in the sky, telling this world goodbye. Homeward we then will fly, glory to share. Oh, Jesus is coming soon. Morning or night or noon, many will meet their doom. Trumpets will surely sound. All of the dead shall rise. Righteous meet in the skies. Going where no one dies, heavenward bound. There are those that will wait and put things off and wait day by day. And not trust in the Lord. They will not fear God and keep His commandments. They won't trust and obey. And they'll be like the, the people were in the parable. You had ten wise virgins and you had ten foolish. And the wise brought oil for their lamps and they brought extra oil. Because they might, might be waiting a while for the bridegroom. And the foolish virgins didn't bring enough oil and their lamps went out and the bridegroom came. And they were not allowed into the marriage feast. The door was shut. They were told that uh, the bridegroom didn't know them. You see, we're living in a very troubled time right now. And yes, if time continues to stand, this too will pass. But in the meantime, it's a very difficult thing. Troublesome times we see all around us are filling men's hearts with fear and yes, maybe even threatening our, our freedoms. But you know what? If we get our sight on the cross knowing that Jesus is coming and being ready for His return is what's important, we'll find hope, we'll find rest, we'll find security, we'll find that we will be stronger and there will be more stability in our lives for troubled times. That's the conclusion of this lesson. If you're at another location and you've heard this lesson and you feel a need to uh, correct something in your life, if you are a believer and you've not lived up to your commitment, you can call and be assisted with that. If you are not a Christian you've never obeyed the gospel, now is the accepted time. Today is the day of salvation. We don't know what the future holds. So we encourage you to call if you have that need.